0: The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from
1: 6pm Cork's Red FM
2: Welcome along to The Big Red Bench I'm Ciarán O'Regan and Ryan Grace with you till 7 o'clock this evening You can get in touch with the show 0868-104-106 if you want to uh, get anything off your mind Plenty to get through tonight We will be talking about Cork's loss to Roscommon uh, We will also Discuss who will take over the Cork senior hurling manager's job with Eamon Murphy. That is on the way. We will hear from Cork City following their loss uh, the other night to St. Pat's. We'll also hear from Stuart Ashton, manager of Cove Ramblers, after they beat Shells. And we'll hear from Keith Ricken, the manager of the Cork Under 20s again after their All Ireland win last night. We'll also talk MMA a little bit later on on the show. A packed bench, it's all on the way. Next. <laughs> Yeah, welcome along to the show here on Cork's Red FM. As mentioned, you can text 0868104106 or WhatsApp us. Uh, any opinions? Were you at the Cork-Ross common game? What did you think of it? Um, the result, obviously, maybe not what uh, Cork would have wanted. But uh, at the end of the day, there, uh, it didn't matter what the, the, the result was going to be. But uh, Cork now finish uh, bottom, I think of the group there with Roscommon having beaten them Um, but uh, Ryan will talk about that in a second but yeah, a busy day of sporting we'll also have updates actually from the Killer and Carrick Tool game which is taking place in uh, Middleton at the moment, a huge East Cork derby happening down there so uh, that'll be an absolute cracker, it should be an absolute cracker as well but uh, Ryan, a packed day of sport
0: yeah, certainly a lot going on there. Ciarán will kick it off anyway with Gaelic Games. Dublin have beaten Tyrone in Oman, the final Super 8s game. The boys in blue scored a late goal to win 116 to 12 points. Not the most exciting game in the world. The biggest talking point probably being the return of Diarmuid Connolly. Uh, Dublin will face Mayo, of course, in the All-Ireland semi-final next Saturday in Croke Park. While Tyrone will take on Kerry the following day.
2: Yeah, like what? What did you? what did you think of... That, uh, Ryan, Dermot Connolly, I know we touched on the bulletin with Anna, but Dermot Connolly coming back into the squad after being gone for about 18 or so months, comes back two weeks and uh, starts championship game. I suppose it is very hard for fellas who've been training all year to take when they don't get the the shot and I he does. I suppose
0: that's what Anna was touching on, wasn't it? I mean, what about the guys who have been there I know he's a great player, obviously, he's a kind of a a, a legend, like, so it it would be hard to leave him out of the game, but.
2: But you know, is he? Because he hasn't played in a
0: while. Yeah, that's that's, the other it You'd you'd wonder how fit he would be, you know, just from having such a long break. I can see where Anna was coming from, like, I mean, if you're one of those guys that's been. Out in a training pitch in the in whatever like the rain or snow or whatever may come like it, but you've gone through it and you're there. Yeah. And it's a championship game. You might get some minutes, and then all of a sudden he kind of strolls back in. I know it's nothing got to do with him, but just the picking him over you, you would kind of think, gosh, why am I bothering to yeah. do it at
2: all? Do you know? But yeah, you do, you do, you do, you do wonder um, about that. But anyway,
0: anyway, in porky Rain, anyway, Cork and Ross Common, like you say, they were playing for pride more than anything, a bit of a dead rubber game. Uh, one goal in it in the end, uh, Ross Common winning four goals and nine points to
2: Cork, three goals and nine points. Disappointing. Yeah, uh, it is. Into the year. Do you know what? Well, sorry, it wasn't a disappointing end to the year because the year isn't over yet. Cork minor footballers are still in action next week in the All-Ireland minor final against uh, Mayo. But, disappointing for the senior footballers to lose in the last game of the year after, I suppose, having a... poor enough in in their... Uh, I imagine they'd, they'd agree with that. A poor start to the league Um and leaving too much for themselves to do, then uh, having good performances, but just not uh, enough to get over the line uh, to avoid being relegated down to Division 3. But just a disappointing finish, I suppose. But a good year overall for the Cork senior footballers, I, I would say a lot of progress being made
0: yeah a lot of good performances like you say really really good performances and not all the, all the time getting over the line like they would have wanted to you would have liked them today with nothing kind of riding on the game just for them to end the season on a high now unfortunately yeah. it didn't happen but i mean i suppose that's just like you say over like if you look at the year overall it is a good year and there's progress there so like it, it it's positive going into next year surely
2: hopefully like you you'd wonder as well um like you're going to be playing, and it's no disrespect to them whatsoever, uh, but you're going to be playing the likes of Leitrim and Longford uh, up there, you know, in Division 3. You're going to have a, a lot of uh, tra- or t- trips, possibly. I know you'll have home games as well, but at the same time, are you going to be playing Leitrim? Uh, inside in Parky Cueve, what kind of crowd is going to know, come yeah. for that? Yeah. Um, and taking that into account, you're then going into a Munster championship where you'd hope to be facing Kerry in a Munster final, and those type of games aren't going to. I would think anyway. I don't. I, I look. I, I. don't know what kind of setup they have inside there, but I wouldn't think that, that those type of matches in the league can can set you up for a, a potential Munster final against Kerry. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. But but in saying that. I suppose Cork did you know, have those poor performances it Started the the league and they still got to him once in a while and certainly put it up to uh, Kerry but they did have, um, I thought, uh, tougher games against maybe tougher opposition like Donegal and that as well who proved themselves this year just didn't get over the line yesterday uh, against Mayo but you know, we'll just have to wait and see I suppose but uh, look, Ronan McCarthy has done a great job so far uh, I think anyway with the Cork footballers, and hopefully they 'll drive on for next year. but the best thing about next year, I think is a number of these under twenty players uh, that are going to come up from yesterday 's all Ireland final win. Ronald McCarthy was asked about it. Uh, we heard yesterday in in the the piece we were playing that there there is players he 's seen that he is going to bring up to the under the, to the senior squad he wouldn 't name them um, so it 'll be interesting to see who he who comes up now i think i 'm sure everyone could probably pick uh, two or three that are definitely going to make the step up to the senior squad from the under-20s but uh, it'll be interesting to see who he does bring up to the, the seniors but there is a lot of talent to come up there um, but hopefully it's it's fellas who are on the age as well because uh, you can't if you play under-20s in football you can't if you go and play senior then you can't go back and play under 20, yeah. for your country, which is a bit ridiculous because you can do so in the Hurling Championship, but you can't in the football. Uh, it, it's, it's strange you've got to, to, it. you've got to pick your moment it's, a little bit here, can't you? Because yeah. there's no going back through that door, like you say,
0: once you make the step up to senior level. It's you, like, you just can't what, go
2: back why, down. Why the rule... That you can and can and can't in football it's a bit ridiculous I know this this is a big issue up in Offaly last year uh, Stephen Wallace the the ex-manager uh, mentioned or brought it up that their best player or one of their better players uh, Offaly's best under 20 player was one of the senior better players but they, they chose to not include him in the senior squad so that the Offaly under 20s could maybe have a bit of success but should they lost him for the year and then they were out and I, I, it's a bit silly you know yeah, having one rule for the, the, the hurling one for the football um, when they're the same thing but yeah, anyway and that's, silly. that's the way it is. anyway like you say
0: time will tell for Cork a, a nice uh young pool of prospects there but I suppose like you say it is about picking the time there when they can't go back. Uh, elsewhere today Tipperary booked their place in the All Ireland under 20 hurling final. They beat Wexford quite comprehensively uh, the final score there 8-16 to one fifteen at Nolan Park. They'll take on Cork in the Decider which I believe is next weekend. Uh, the Rebels booked their place yesterday with a one sixteen to 13 point win over Kilkenny. Uh, in soccer this, the football was back or I suppose the, the marking of the new season was here today in Wembley. Um, Manchester City won the Community Shield on penalties against Liverpool. It ended 1-1 after 90 minutes and William Esther has the full-time
2: report from Wembley just a bit off the ball there if you bear with me I'll play his right.
3: Manchester City have won the Community Shield on penalties after beating Liverpool it finished 1-1 after 90 minutes with Raheem Sterling putting City ahead in the first half before Joel Matic leveled with 15 minutes to go it took some acrobatics from Kyle Walker to clear off the line in the dying moments and prevent Mo Salah from scoring a late winner in the shootout Wanyaldum was the only one to miss with City triumphing 5-4 on penalties
0: yeah so that uh, I suppose that like it's that old saying if you win it it's a trophy if you lose it it's a friendly I think for either team anyway or for certainly for most of the fans probably the biggest talking point will be I I heard uh, Leroy Sané went off with what looked like a pretty Potentially serious ankle injury fairly early on after a fairly innocuous challenge from Trent Alexander Arnold. I know Pep Guardiola yeah. was not happy at all. So um, there, there
2: seems to be a few of those uh, type of challenges in that game actually. And and Pep Guardiola with the new rules that came in was it just before the World Cup final they, they came in uh, anyway. Um, management can now get booked and sent off which wasn't case before, they'd just be sent off into the stand or whatever. But I know they can be booked and, and Pep Guardiola, the, the first man to, to yeah. get booked.
0: J- j- just another record he's broken at Manchester <laughs> another, another
2: record, <laughs> bit of history created, happy days. <laughs> he loves it, he loves it. He is loving it. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to get booked at Wembley? I mean, do you know? <laughs> uh, some transfer news, Manchester United, or former, should I say, former Manchester United striker, uh, Dimitar Berbatov says, Harry Maguire would be exactly the player's old club need. Maguire, of course, has been in Manchester this weekend as he edges closer to a transfer from Leicester City. I believe it's the medical is all that's sending him in the way of signing the deal. A, re- a world record price for a defender, it would be with a fee estimated in the region of about 80 or 85 million pounds. Um, as for deals that have gone over the line, Everton have signed Juventus' 19-year-old Italian international forward uh, Moise Keane on a five-year deal. Quite a good signing there. Keane scored eight in 21 games for Juve, joined age 10 and has struck two goals in three Italian international matches he becomes Everton fifth summer signing joining for an initial fee of 25 million pounds could rise to 27.5 but 25 million pounds for the minute which I think is actually quite a good bit of business um, in golf Seamus Power is currently 7 under par at the Wyndham Championship he's playing his final round he's 1 under for the day after 15 holes Waterford Golfer was well placed yesterday before a 3 over par back 9 finishing up on 1 over par 71. Um, in racing the feature on the final day of course of the Galway races was won by Laugh if you want. A 20 to 1 shot was trained by Jared Keane. I uh, just spotted there Huron before we came on air just um some tennis news, American teenager Coco Gough has won her first WTA title with victory in the Washington Open women's doubles. Uh, the reason why I'm saying this, uh, she's 15 and had an absolutely brilliant uh, professional debut at Wimbledon there earlier on in the summer. She reached the fourth round. Um, she was beaten in that fourth round by Simona Halep, who went on to win the, women, uh, the women's singles at Wimbledon that year. Um, She's got her first WTA title under her belt now and I I remember watching she, she knocked out Venus Williams and went on to lose against Halep and she was brilliant. Like She really, really looks like she could be one of the next greats in that sport. I uh, just thought it would be worth a mention there that she's picked up her first... um first professional title it was in the doubles uh, she was playing alongside uh, Catherine McNally who's 17 uh, they beat Hungary's Fanny Stoller and American Maria Sanchez 6-2-6-2 in a game that lasted an hour and five minutes but um, fair play to her looks like a real good uh, a good shout for the future so yeah um,
2: certainly Uh, Lewis Hamilton um hey guys how's it going we're doing uh, deal I don't know, sorry. Um, sorry, uh, I don't know what that was, <laughs> but I knew some Dublin. <laughs> I head. thought it was Lewis Hamilton.
0: I it uh, I, bit, no, it sounds, sounds very
2: from Dublin or something. Um, yeah, Lewis Hamilton, uh, was in action at the Hungarian Grand Prix. He claimed uh, a victory there. He passed Max Verstappen with three laps remaining to win the, the Hungarian uh, Grand Prix, which is good because he finished way back. Last week, I think yeah, it was like 11th. It? Yeah, yeah. No, apparently, the weather was horrific for that, uh, and there was a lot of incidents. Yeah, uh, the weather's the same for all of them, Kieran. You know but that's <laughs> what, I'm, come here, man, I'm agreeing with you 100%. It's like, uh, when you talk to a manager after a match, ah, the weather wasn't great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the sure, same for both teams. It's uh, it, how you it, react to It wasn't
0: it last season in the Premier League when. Liverpool were playing Everton, and Klopp was going on about the wind afterwards, as if as if the Everton players didn't have the same uh, the same, Merseyside That's, wind to
2: compete with. It's, <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd find something like that, uh, like Liverpool or something, to pick up and uh, throw a dig, wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> but yeah, well, anyway, it looks sunny where in the at the Hungarian Grand Prix pictures I'm looking at anyway. But yeah, he uh, he passed Max Verstappen with three laps remaining to win it. Um, he was willing Sorry, he
0: did. And no, I just like uh, he did. It's his yeah. eighth win of the season, actually, Hamilton. So oh, I know he had, a, he had a he had a bit of a nightmare in in Germany, but he's actually having a pretty good season overall. Um, he is he is just one
2: bad blip I think everyone's entitled to a a bad blip uh, every now and then but um, yeah a good win for him especially after last week Um, but yeah plenty plenty of sports happening to uh, just get uh, an update there Uh, Killa taking on Carrick Toole in the County Senior Championship at the uh, moment Um, we'll uh, get a score from that in the next few moments but uh, that would be you would imagine an absolute cracker. Two uh, neighbours as well uh, facing off in that championship, but uh, we'll we'll get an update from that in the next few moments, anyway. But uh, yeah, now we we touched on it earlier on, Ryan, about the and yesterday the Cork senior hurling manager's job after John Myler stepped away after two years uh, in the the position. Um, I caught up with uh, Eamon Murphy from the Echo just to, to talk about it and the possible options that could be and we, we're talking about maybe some outside options as well but the, the likelihood is Cork aren't going to go for an outside option they haven't before and it doesn't look like they'll start now but yeah I caught up with Eamon just to, to chat about that and who could possibly be the next manager of the Cork Senior Hurlers Eamon, uh, obviously, John Moyler stepped away from the senior job. Lots of names being bandied around. Uh, probably Kingston, uh, the former manager, the the most popular name it seems so far, but there's a, a lot of others don't low declaring his interest as well to replace John.
3: Yeah, I suppose, look, I, I would view it as the, the top job in Cork Sport, really, in terms of the management. Um, obviously Cork City is a huge gig and the Cork footballers are, are massive and if there's a Cork man over Munster of course that would be huge as well but like, Cork curling is the number one attraction on Lee's side and, and because of that it's the most important job and I suppose it's also the most difficult job um, I think John Myler did, did did a very good had a very good run of it for the for the two years, particularly last year I suppose he was he was desperately unlucky really that the way that last in kind the of, ten minutes of the, the Limerick matchup in go Park in normal time went. Um I'd be pretty confident Cork would have would have driven on past Galway if they got over that hump. You know, they played very good hurling all summer. Just just fell short. Um and this year I thought, you know, at times they played well they had a great performance away at the Limerick, but they kinda of struggled for consistency a small bit and you know, he's he probably un- unlucky enough the 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 way the way it has gone that he didn't get in an All-Ireland. Um, and I think I don't know how great he wrote in the examiner there during the week, you know, that That's what you're judged on in, in Cork. So unfortunately, you know, over the last 15 years, most of the managers have, or all the managers have fallen short of, of that particular um, goal. And I suppose whoever comes in, that, that's it. It'll come down to winning the All-Ireland. You know, it won't be winning monsters as much as we love winning those. Uh, it'll be completely judged on what you do in Cope Park and what you do with the business end of Cope Park in August. They can get up to the stand, the step to the Hogan stand. So that's the task for who, whether it's Kieran Kingston
2: coming back or yeah. someone of the left field like Don Log. That's what they have to do. Yeah, you Miler. Um, uh, while his his term is up now as senior manager, he's been involved for so long with uh, underage squads and development squads and all that as well. He's had a, a good run at it with a lot of uh, good teams.
3: Absolutely, and and I wouldn't rule out you know him being back involved again with Cork underage teams. Whether that's you know I mean he was there with the fifteens and sixteens you know, equivalent of of the current 19-year-olds with the Mm. the likes of Dara Connery and and Sean Toomey and uh, Shane O'Regan and those lads. He was involved with those guys and and had a big part to play in their development um, and very very well regarded, you know, for a couple of years there. Um, obviously did the twenty two years ago as well as being a selector with Karen Kingston and he dovetailed in, in that job and you know it would be no great surprise if he was involved with under-16s in Cork next year or you know the, the minor job will, will, will be coming up for grabs I would imagine John Constantine had two years there and the previous year was involved with the 17s and there was a one-off all around which they won um, but you know, not having reached the monster final for last year I think they'll probably look to maybe freshen up the management there a bit yeah. and bring in a couple of new faces and, and maybe it might be a case of John Minor being involved with that team and the likes of, you know, we've heard Tom Kenny's name being mentioned. He helped out with the seniors in the last few weeks mm-hmm. in the UCC. Won a is there with the bars. Jamie Wall um, from Kilbritt has done a fantastic work-up. And Mary I, and really knows the underage team very well. So I'd, I'd love to see some of you know, if those guys aren't involved with the senior job or whatever package is put together there, I'd love to see some of those guys involved in minor. I do think the minor and under 20 jobs should be viewed as as, as massive positions as well. And um, obviously the, the under 20s, you know, could, could you know, job could, could well be Dennis Rings again next year he's done very well at 20 and 21 a minor two years ago so you know ruling him out you know staying in that position but I think there's, there's a bigger picture really at play than just the senior job he's not obviously it's the most glamorous we're all talking about I think all three kind of jobs have to be tied in together and, and the whole you know it has to kind of organically flow between the three teams or I, I don't think it will work for Cork forward
2: yeah like th- you mentioned a lot of names there and it's not just i guess uh, the manager either i think Tracy Kennedy has mentioned it it's a coach they look for but the term that they, or the title they get ends up being the manager but you uh, you need a very strong backroom team as well it's not all about the the the, the main man
3: No absolutely not and, and I think you know when we say John Myler has gone you know it also means you know uh, Kieran Fraggy Murphy and Donald Manny you know, are, are, are moving aside and those guys, you know, did excellent in the last few years. And um, Fraggy has a you know, has a young family and, you know, you know, put a huge amount of that to one side to to give two years to Cork and was, you know, was a very good coach with that group. Don Lomani has done absolutely astonishing work really inside and Christians. I know they've got good players in there mm-hmm. now at the moment, but, you know, he's built built them, you know, as a from kind of a, a yeah, it's kind of
2: it's known been a long being, process being there.
3: You know, yeah. big process. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's gone all the way through to you know going from barely entering teams that are under you know, under fourteen, under sixteen and a half to being competing to win the top trophies and getting to a hard to cup final. You know, which is which is amazing. And mm-hmm. I don't know Donald has a role to play somewhere in Cork. And even if that's just only for Christians, um, I know he's the, the vice principal there as well, so he's a busy man. But you know, he, he's done brilliant work. So like, whoever goes in, if Kieran Kingston does come back in, I'd, like I do think he needs to have some some. You know some decent names around him, and it's not a case I think of appointing someone because he was an all-star fifteen years ago, or because mm-hmm. he you know played for a couple of car teams that won. But I think the fans do like to have a figurehead of yeah. some sort in the sideline. I think Dermot Sullivan did that very well for the two years he was there with Kieran Kingston. You know, I know you know, Sully you know takes no prisoners. You know when he does columns now, in you know since then, and he does some work for Paddy Power and things. But yeah. like I still think he, he you know he fronted up on the sideline, he brought a bit of passion and drive, and I think he need someone to do that role. You need a couple of very good coaches, and you need good tacticians, and you know there's there's a lot of guys out there. I mean, Ben O'Connor has done terrific work with, with Charleville. Um, you know, and he's a very kind of progressive coach and you know, Newtown going back to when, when Ben was playing were were very into their tactics and were very kind of, you know, innovative and had a big role to play in Cork's success kind of in two thousand and three, four, five and six, you know, their style was, was part of what Cork played. So, you know, you'd love to see a guy like him involved. and and don't look who's like I know he's a divisive character mm. and I know, you know, last weekend Sunday game kind of um, rant as people are describing it, you know, wasn't yeah. everyone's cup of tea, but like look, the guy is he's hugely passionate about hurling. And, you know, has a vast knowledge of it. And he's very interested, again, in the tactical side of the game. He has to reinvent the game with his puck strategy, you know, 15 years ago. And, um, you know, and he's another guy I'd love to see about. But it wouldn't have to be at the senior job. I don't know if he'd have interest yeah. in doing a minor job or being there with the under-20s or doing something like that. i just love to see, don't look through at some level of Cartier. And I don't think that personality should have anything to do with it in terms of his appointment. Um, but, you know, it'd be good. Look, the of himself and Kieran Kingston together would be fantastic, in my view. But I don't know if that's going to happen.
2: Yeah, it is, look, it's more of, well, a very, very strong possibility of being an insider rather than an outsider. I think there's only two outsiders uh, been mentioned, uh, Derek McGrath possibly and Davey Fitz. Um, you you, co- fit you couldn't, you Fitz. couldn't see. I can't, I can't yeah. see an outsider coming in, really?
3: No, no, I don't, I don't think so. And look, you know, I know it's all speculation and, you know, Obviously, Karen Kingston is, is the hot favourite. We're all looking through all the different candidates, but there are ten or twelve different guys who you know who have done various jobs at their own clubs, who've won All-Irelands with Cork, who are interested in coaching, who are you know thinkers about hurling, you know, who are practitioners in, in regards to the game. So I think there's a lot within the county, and obviously someone like McGrath has proved himself to be an excellent coach with Waterford. You know, Davy Fitz has a great record, but I just don't see that you know being particularly what Cork needs either at the moment. I, I know we're all looking for outside advice, but I think Cork needs to get organised. You know, there's a high performance kind of uh, director coming in mm. in the next few weeks. Another big role, and be very interesting to see who gets that. You know, um, and and how that pans out. And it's kind of, to me, it, it's strange that role as filled already, because I think if you are talking about someone to oversee all of Cork's top teams, then I do think you know he or she should be in place before they appoint the new the man, new manager. But at the same time, I would like to be dilly dallying, you know, and getting that appointment done.
2: Yeah, um, the the position is only going to be a two year term. Uh, Chairperson Trace Kelly mentioned that um, that going forward, other than Ronan McCarthy, who's on a three year term, they'll all be two year terms. Um, is that enough time to to?
3: I think I think it, it probably it probably is. I mean, you know, if, if you've made progress or the team are going in the right direction, I don't think there'll be any problem with staying on. Um, now, in some ways, I, I do think car curling has been hindered yeah. over the kind of over a twenty year period with the exception of Jimmy Barry Murphy and I know Dennis Walsh had, had over two years but he was a bit like Rona McCarthy he kind of came in late and a bit transitional the phase there in 2009, 10, 11 when he came in but uh, sometimes the shorter term works against you I mean we all would love to see Donald Ready stay on way back in 2004 we certainly would love to see John Allen stay on in 2006 you know in lots of difficulties and and, 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 and. A lot of this, the next phase of strikes came off what happened with how his succession was handled um, and Kieran Kingston himself was hugely disappointing when, when he stepped away two years ago um, he was making great progress and you know he was hugely popular to players I think the fans had a great time for him and with you know Pat Ryan and, and, and Pat Hartnett and, and, and Sully as well there you know that was a fantastic package and it's such a pity they didn't stay on but, but ultimately if someone doesn't want to stay on they won't stay on anyway whether it's a two year three year or four year term um, so I suppose it comes down to the fact in Cork, you're just going to be judged on Ireland. You know, the gap is going on and on and on and on. It's into 15 years now next next year that we'll have gone without you, McCarthy coming back here. And that, that's, that's a bleak stat and one we all want yeah. to, to end.
2: Yeah, and another big point is that uh, you want your new manager to see club championship games. And that's starting in the next week or two. All those games are back underway.
3: Absolutely, as we were saying, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a crazy weekend next weekend, and they're all real cutthroat matches because they're, they're backdoor games, you know, and, and not alone is it to kind of keep yourself alive in this year's championship with the new format, the new tiered format, which is bringing an extra tier and streamlining all the, the tiers. It, it's harder to stay up in your cr- equivalent of the Premier Intermediate or, or um, to be kind a lower senior next year and, and the top senior tier. So those games, I think, are going to be tremendous matches um, in hurling and football over the next few weeks. But I suppose, look, anyone who's interested in the job, you know, we have we've, we've named off plenty of candidates there, I'm sure, you know, some of them are involved with teams, others will be there watching matches. Um, and one thing you'd say for for a for is he could meet him at a match anywhere he could be you know mm-hmm. at a meet him at a junior B match or a 15 B, you know, early match you know, all round oven or something, he could be there. So, you know, he was a real absolute, you know, diehard hurling man who'd go watch a hurling match anywhere. So I think whoever's coming into the gig will, will be a present over the next week anyway at all the matches, whether they're formerly in place or not, and um, so I'm, I'm not worried about that. But I look, I hope we see some good, you know, hard hurling action as well. I suppose we'd all like to see Cork hurling kind of bring a small bit of an edge, and I don't mean any kind of wild pulling or needless <laughs> fouls or any kind of mad stuff like that. But just just a bit of a t- edge and a bit of drive. And I, hopefully, with the with the way the championship is set up to be restructured next year, that just bring an edge to the matches anyway and a bit of excitement and a bit more kind of you know just liveliness to the games and stand to Cork then maybe for next year
2: yeah and look uh, lastly Eamon this this could have knockout effect possibly depending on who's appointed if you were to take Dennis set going up senior uh, if they yeah. won the All-Ireland then they said right Dennis here's a two year term that opens up the under 20 position and you, as you mentioned there's possibly a minor position there as well um, th- there's a lot of scope to get a lot of these fellows involved as well uh, there but it's, well, it's exactly. not just about getting them involved either you know you want success but as well the right as world,
3: Exactly, but look. I mean, we all want to see some some new faces involved, and it doesn't mean just as I said because they they played in the team in the mid nineties that we all loved so much because it was a great team that that one all learned. But you know, guys who are genuinely driven, very interested, you know, very open minded, we do want to see those guys involved, and there are plenty of people who are involved you know, in, in the minors and, and 20s and, and, and seniors that we've named there, you know, the, you know Stephen Casey is very highly regarded with the 20s first training and conditioning work. Johnny Deweyre does a lot of the coaching with the under-20s is very highly thought of with all the young players. You know, even the guys who've come through already, the likes of Coleman and Fitzgibbon would have a great time for him. So there, there are lots of people involved who, who you know, that that should be used again next year, whether that's in the same team they're there now with or, or not, you know, so like if Donal, you told me that Don Mann is going to go in and be the Cork minor manager next year, you know, or John Myler, wouldn't that be great as well if John Constantine wasn't getting it again? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of big jobs to, to to be appointed, and look, it'll be a test of the new look county board with Kevin O'Donnell at the helm and and Tracy there as well. You know, like there's there's plenty of new faces in the county board. You know, they're very open minded, and and they're this is a chance for them to make their mark by putting some some top people in really really important jobs.
2: Yeah. Well, look, uh, Ian Murphy of the Echo. Uh, thanks very much for joining us on the Big Red Bench. Thanks, you. Yeah, Eamon uh, speaking to me yesterday. Just uh, thinking ahead to who could possibly... Be the uh, manager, the next manager of the senior hurling team. There's a lot at stake there, I suppose. Uh, there's a lot of decisions to be made and a, a lot of meetings. I imagine will take place now with the uh, county board on who is the uh, person to succeed uh, John Myler. Um A lot of people will say Karen Kingston. He's been he's been there before. Others will say Dennis Ring. He's brought a team to an All Ireland final now. Uh, I think that's in two weeks' time. That final, so. Uh, there's a lot of other names as well there, uh, but it all uh, will coincide with the appointment of a new high performance director into the uh, Cork setup uh, for all Cork teams as well. So uh, that's going to be an interesting uh, appointment as well, and we'll have to keep an eye on that. Also, uh, you can text us if you've anything to get off your chest. Uh, Only text 106 if, the, if you were at the match uh, today the uh, cork Common match, what you thought of it. uh, Judging by Twitter, a lot of people uh, a bit disappointed is a word you could use, I suppose, um, about how they played good first half poor second half is what people are saying on uh, Twitter disappointing into the year for the senior footballers uh, it was a good one to possibly win and end the year in a high um, but yeah lots of uh, th- those uh, comments uh, on appearing up on Twitter but uh, yeah plenty still more to come we'll hear again from Keith Ricken, the manager of the Cork under 20s who won the All-Ireland title yesterday we'll hear from Cork City we'll hear some MMA and Cove Ramblers it is all on the way after this
0: The Big Red Bench, Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. The Big Red Bench.
2: Yeah, welcome along to the show, Ciarán and Ryan with you till 7 o'clock uh, this evening. If you didn't know you were listening to the Big Red Bench, you surely uh, know now after that glitch in the, the system um, <laughs> just a moment before the ads. Not
0: my fault, I just wanted on the record, out there on the airwaves, it was nothing got to do with me. No, Gremlins, Gremlins in the system. Gremlins that's in the system, was. but um, And it all,
2: uh, all sorted now. Anyway, uh, yeah, you were you were talking about the, the Cork under or the Cork senior manager, I should say, and who could take it. I'm going to ask you, who uh, do you think could go in there? So there's been lo- lots of names. Uh, Kieran Kingston, uh, Dennis Ring, Don Logue has put his hand up that he wants the job. Um, there's lots of names being bandied around. Uh, but the, like Davy Fitz would probably be a good option, but Cork won't go outside uh, the county for a manager and i think he's he's pretty happy in Wexford even though this was supposed to be his last year i think there's a there's a slight chance he could stay on uh, with the, the Wexford but um is there any of those names jumping out at you
0: right well as far as i can tell and
2: like like you've said they're not
0: going to go outside the county and they're not going to go too far outside of the box of who you'd probably think it probably will come down to either kingston Ring or Donald Cusack, I'd say. I was reading in the in the Echo, I think it was earlier, that Kingston's the firm favourite, but apparently his son Shane is now part of the squad. He is now. Does that make it a bit complicated? Because he wasn't when Kingston was there in
2: 2017. He did come on though. He did make his debut, but I'd. You see I, if someone said that to, to me that if I was in that position to me that's questioning my integrity um, that oh, like if he's good enough he'll play if he's not he won't Yeah. Uh, now if he's not good enough he's not going to be in the panel anyway but um, I, I think uh, Kingston if it did come down to that and Kingston was to take over I think he'd have a, a bit more sense than to play the son because he's a son um, if he's going to play uh, Shane, he's going to play him because he's good enough yeah. for that game First, in that like position.
0: That, I, and I think that's fair enough to say. Like that's like it, at that level, at that kind of senior professional level, it like the time for that is when you're playing kind of under tens, under twelves, and stuff like that. To yeah. do things like that, like there, there's too much riding on that position for him to say well. I know there's someone else there that's better than Shane but going to play Shane first. I mean that's you know he yeah. I, I don't think he'd approach it that way especially he's he's experienced so. as well he's he's you know he's managed Cork before so he's he's he knows the ropes and he knows what's expected of the role. So I don't, I don't know it it could be Kingston a lot of people it well Donal Cusack seems to be a fairly popular choice amongst the people ish, well ish like it, there has been, I don't know Not everyone. Uh, look, Not everyone, I
2: I think his rant last week didn't do him any favours uh, on the TV um, well maybe it wasn't a rant but I'd, maybe it just wasn't explained the, the way he wanted to explain it, that happens to me very often where you want to explain something <laughs> and you go around in rings and rings and rings trying to explain it and the whole point of the thing is gone by the time you get to it um, but yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Interesting in a few weeks because the, uh, Tracy Kennedy, the the chairperson of the Cork County Board, has said they want to make a quick appointment, but they don't want to make it, uh, you know, a, a quick appointment. They they don't want to just put someone in there. They want to make a proper appointment, uh, but it has to be made quick at the same time because the county senior championship is uh, back underway. Um, as of tonight, I think it is so, uh, or the other night. So th- someone has to come in because they they need to go and look at the games. They need to look at, at players who could possibly make the, the senior squad or, or players who are on the senior squad, how they're getting on with their clubs, that kind of stuff. So you need someone uh, appointed for that. So yeah, a bit of
4: patience.
0: You need a bit of patience. A lot of the time when these positions open up, people are looking for a quick appoint uh, or like a slow, patient appointment, but quick changes. And you can't have both. You need yeah. to you need to get the right man or woman for the job and then you also need to look at actually what's happening and what you can you change from then and like you say like look at the state of the squad and look at the state of the other positions and then start looking to make, to implement those changes with your new manager but I suppose it's all about picking the right person like you say
2: yeah um, well we'll drive on anyway Cove Ramblers had a massive win last night against Shells who were uh, league leaders well, they're still league leaders but uh, they're not uh, three points better than they were last night because uh, Cove got all the points courtesy of a 98 minute goal I got up with uh, interim head manager Stuart Ashton earlier on today I'd like to be joined on the line by Stuart Ashton the interim manager of Cove Ramblers Stuart welcome to the bench
1: Hi, Karen. How are you? How
2: are you, um, Fantastic win last night down at St. Coleman's Park uh, against Shells. Uh, Matthew Lamb getting the goal, uh, rise at the death to uh, claim all three points. Massive win.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, obviously, a great win. Um, and then, obviously, against Shells, which are the top of the league and one of the better teams in there, which we knew about. Uh, so, from that point of view. Um, and then. And then the late winner, obviously, actually the extra drama of it all. Um, But on the night, I I felt it was deserved out of the two teams. Um, Obviously, everyone was thinking, uh, it's going to finish a draw, but we kept going to the end. And um, we got our rewards for it and took the three points. And as I say, out of the two teams, uh, probably I think we were the better team. First half, we showed... We had a lot of possession um, and not creating many chances, but we didn't give them any chances. And in the second half, we knew that they were going to come at us for being their position in the league. We knew that's mm-hmm. what they could do to teams and oppositions. So we, we said at half time we just had to um, show a fighting spirit in there, which we showed in abundance. And... Uh, we again they didn't really tear us apart as in chances wise so yeah. and we had one or two half chances and uh, we got our reward at the end which I felt on the night was thoroughly deserved
2: Yeah it was a massive three points um, even in the sense that it keeps you on the, the tails of Limerick as well who are just above the um, three points now ahead of you on the tail but it keeps you uh, in tow with them as well
1: Yeah exactly you know we're we're not just seeing the season out. We have said this all along. We're not just seeing the season out. We're, you know, we're taking each game as it is, and we're, you know, we're we're gonna go for get as high as we can in the league. Yeah. Of, and as and as we showed last night, if that upsets other teams on the way, so be it. Like you know, we're we're doing it for ourselves. We're not we're not just peeing out to the end of the season. You know, we're trying to get a um, a team there and building for next year as well, hopefully. Um, you know the lads realize that what they're playing for as well, and uh, we we'll finish as high as we can up the feet, up the table sorry.
2: Yeah, um, obviously in the last few weeks there's been lots going on, but with two of the good, very good players that Kofa had going to 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 Shels and coming down, they would have uh, had a good bit of knowledge of yourselves. But obviously coming out on top anyway yourselves. And last night was it was it difficult playing against them? The the lads, yeah, I suppose.
1: Uh, as i said uh, it was uh, that added, that added a bit of spice and i yeah. was putting that twist on the game you know we you know the lads themselves were with us and we don't have a problem with the lads unfortunately the way it was done and probably the the naivety of the lads or being the lads the way they were advised um was the one that put the bit of taste in everyone's mouth with us like you know if it was done properly we didn't have any problems with it if, they, if that was their choices we don't have those problems so from that point of view you know we we kept it that they were just the opposition and that's the way we took it okay. on the night and we you know we treat each team as they come to us not individual players yeah so that's that's the way we looked
2: at it. Do you do you think this can be the I know the the the, the end of the season is is uh, yeah I suppose you can see it in the distance. But um, as you already mentioned, it's not you're not trying to just finish out the season. You want to to drive on. Do you think this win uh, can can be the catalyst for that? Then.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, like we we you know the last few games we've we've had good results. We showed. We showed what we're about uh, with glimpses of um, football and then again with our naivety as well. The prime example was last week with the Limerick game. Mm. We were excellent in the first half and then naive in the second half. Whereas uh, last night we we showed the glimpses of football, which we could still improve on last night, but we showed... the the other side of the game, which we missed the week before. So, again, it's getting that combination right, which we're talking about with the lads in training every week. We just have to find that consistency. And, again, it's the big learning curve for those lads, as we know. And it's about them improving all the time, which I think we're seeing at the minute. Um, But there was certainly no lack of... um, no lack of commitment last night from the lads, and um, and when we had the chances to play, we played, which resulted in our our goal in the last minute. Right,
2: enough Yeah, I, I with there's four league games remaining. I think it is, um, and you couldn't have a harder run at it. Bray, Cavan, Teal, Galway, Longford, uh, and the last game against Longford could come down to whether someone could make a playoff position or not. But uh, th- there are four tough games in the league.
1: Yeah, you know, and. And well, you know this this league is a tough league full start, you know start yeah, with yeah, yeah. start, but again, as you're saying, those ones um are gonna decide someone's destiny one way or the other like you know, so from our point of view, again, we'll take them as they come, and you know we we look after ourselves, mm-hmm. do our own business, hopefully, and hopefully that will take us up as high as we can get with the points that are there for us. Yeah. So that's the way we're looking at this stage. Um and as I said, if, if that upsets other teams on the way, that's that's not our problem, right? You know.
2: Yeah, last night's win uh, surely gives lads confidence going into that big game against uh, Dundalk next Saturday night.
1: Yeah, that's that's the one as well, obviously we're we're looking for that now. Um a great a great weekend in court there with mm-hmm. obviously Wanderers playing at home as well in their cup tie out in Coleman's Park against Limerick, and then ourselves then against Dundalk, obviously. So um, hopefully um, last night's performance will um, get, a, get a cloud in the, what saw was last night. And then obviously the players themselves, obviously looking forward to it, pitting their wits against uh, the best team in the land. Yeah, but like the lads um, did it
2: last year as well, Stuart. Like you know, D- Dundalk were coming down for the was it the Daily Mail League and League Cup, and uh, yeah. like you beat them in the semi-final. And that that was a massive result as well. So there there ha- there is previous there for beating Dundalk in Coleman's.
1: Yeah, exactly, and you know when when the draw was coming out, we we hoped for a home draw, which we've got now. So um, and against, as I said already, uh, the best team in the land at the minute and. You know, for us now, it's about uh, showing showing the commitment. As you said, the last time we played them, um, you know, so there's no reason no reason why um, things can't happen. And as we know, uh, cup especially, you never know what happens. So look, we'll be we'll be ready for it. We'll be prepared, and we'll give it our best shots. And hopefully, we put up a good performance on the night and see where that takes us.
2: Yeah, and look, lastly, Stuart. Uh, I suppose it's a, a big enough deal for yourself uh, taking over there for a while in 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 Ramblers yourself as manager.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. Look, the the way you know um, Stephen Henson left the club for his own choice, you know. So and then, um, South Deke and James t- uh taking over, and you know, for us, it was just. Keeping the club going and moving it forward in the right direction. What we believed in. Hopefully, the players are, are starting to see that. Yeah. And uh, you know, we've and last night especially um, showed hopefully the way we're going in the right direction from there. Yeah,
2: perfect. Well, uh, Stuart Ashton, the clover Rams Thanks very much for joining us on the bench.
1: Great stuff. Thanks, Karen.
2: Stuart Ashton speaking to me earlier on today after their big win last night in the SSC Artificial League 1st Division 1-0 over Shelburne, a goal coming in the 90th minute a fantastic uh, goal uh, there as well, so congratulations to them. Not so much uh, look for Cork City, who were in action um, Friday night against St. Pat's, losing 1-0 again to a 90th minute uh, goal but uh, we spoke to interim head coach John
4: Collar after uh, that game. It's a late goal again. yeah. It's the, it's the third time they've caught us with that this year. And I think it's cost us seven points in that time, and uh we need to do better that. I think it's a soft goal on our, on our behalf. And it, well, look, I didn't see it back yet, but um, I, that's what my that was my gut feeling when I went in. So um, we'll have a look off it and see what, see what needs to be done there look not much happened like our first half we were poor no intensity didn't play with any real tempo to be fair and uh, second half was slightly better without really creating a real clear chance to be fair no Carl Sheppard the great who wants to and should hit the target to be fair and hitting it over the bar and um, going into some good areas but our crossing into the box was poor as well at times <clears throat> well look it just seems to be I just feel this year you know, we start, we do well for a couple of games and then we're just caught like that again whereas the last two games the previous two games we played well and um, just when you think you might be getting a bit of momentum we get caught like that again and uh, that's not good enough either we just need to get a bit of consistency a bit of um, and you say a bit of intensity a bit of consistency that way and uh, a lot of experienced players in there as well and um, we just have to go and pick ourselves up and get ready for a massive game next Friday in the Cup it is and look that's just when as you say just when you think you might be getting some bit of momentum and a bit of confidence back that happens and look we just have to try and pick the players up again they'll be in for recovery tomorrow and back in Monday because um, it's a massive game next week and uh, we know we have to going up there, Cabin Tealy are going well in the first division as well and um, we'll be under no illusions that it'll be a tough game up there and we have to be at our best and perform at a, even at a higher standard than, you know, obviously than we did tonight and could try and come away with a win um, well look at the moment we just need to reflect on tonight over the next few days and uh, look next week is a break from the league as well which hopefully this time next week we'll be saying might be no harm but um, we need to go Monday and just concentrate in the cup game and give it everything for that and we've had a great record in that cup over the last few years so um, we need to continue that and go from that and then after that we deal with Waterford I think so um, mm-hmm. we take it game by game and and uh, deal with tonight and reflecting tonight and assess it over the weekend and uh, get ready for Cabin Teeley Um, yeah look obviously Marky had to go off uh, just got a challenge over on the far side and came down on his head Mm. so um, just had a small bit of blurred vision and look everyone here knows Marky wouldn't be coming off lightly anyway so Mm. bit of a blow that was a blow to us to be fair Um, Owen came on lacks a bit of match fitness really that's probably the longest he's played in the game in a long time Mm. and um, hopefully over the next that'll stand to him and he um, his sharpness and fitness will improve over the coming weeks. Oh that was actually losing Marky after 25 minutes. Yeah, it was even for set pieces and stuff like that and um look Marky was central to what we would have worked on over the week as well, but uh look it's still an opportunity for another player coming in. And look obviously the way Marky played in the last couple of games as well and everyone knows what he brings, so it's obviously a blow to lose a player like that. But um as I said, trouble for next week, was that kind of concussion or blurred vision? Uh, yeah. Blurred yeah. vision, really I think so. Look, look there was on. the doc. The doc came to me and said, Look, there's no point in taking a risk because we got another blow to the head. But, um, yeah, so look, obviously it's a blow losing Markey. But, um, so early as well. But, uh, like <laughs> as I said, we wouldn't use it as an excuse. No excuse for playing without no real intensity in the first half. And,. Uh, which would have gone down to just a lack of concentration again. Just I think so, yeah. You think the game is over. The fourth division, just put up four minutes at a time. I yeah, think it's you just think the game is really, over, Yeah, it's and it's I think wrong. there was a break in play just before it as well. So I think the concentration probably, mm-hmm. as you say, concentration went. I think there was a lad down injured in the middle of the field just before. It, so I think fellas might have switched off. And I think we backed off a bit as well as you. man was coming across. And uh, as I said, that's all i would have to see from there on in again. And. Um, we just need to concentrate and see out games. And as you said, we've got Conor let out now this year and uh, we need to improve that side. Apart from our physical injuries,
3: oh. as regards to Conor, six
4: things we can I know Kevin Connor got a knock as well tonight, so look, they'll be assessed over the coming days and yeah. look, hopefully they'll be fine, I think, to be honest. But as uh, say, look, we'll deal with that. Come um, tomorrow morning and see where they are.
2: Yeah, John uh, Carter speaking after a uh, very disappointing loss to St. Pat's yesterday, or Friday night I should say. Um, and it does, it, do you know Ryan, it puts him in uh, a precarious position in the table because Harps won. They beat Bowe's, a hugely surprising result I think would be fair to say, but it only puts uh, Finharp's... I think it's three points off uh, City now. And oh with, yeah, it's not that much of a gap at all. I don't think. No, with the, the there's a few games left. With the 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 um, like there's not a whole pile of games left, and they could uh, leapfrog. Finarps could leapfrog Cork City, um, and it could be a situation where Cork City, after coming second in the league last year, are going to be in a playoff for. You know, down the first division. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's four points in it at the minute. I think. Yeah, City on twenty-seven, Finn Harps on twenty-three. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, no,
2: insane. All that City or City do have two games in hand. Yeah, but it's the form is. It's the form is worrying. It's like the it, form. It,
0: it's the fact that it is mathematically possible, you know, and. Yeah, like you say, it 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 is the form that's worrying. Do you know, they're really struggling for goals at the minute.
2: Yeah, so like, hopefully, uh, City can uh, I don't know come out and try and improve that. Uh, I think there's possibly eight games left in the league. So Finarab sort of six, uh, City of Cavintili in the FAI Cup first round on Friday night. Um, but then you've Waterford. Uh, You've Sligo, Derry. Then you have what could be a massive, massive game. uh, Well, it will be a massive game against Finn Harps on the uh, 20th of next month. But then you don't have it much easier because you've Bowles after that. Okay, you have UCD who will more than likely be relegated at that stage. Then you've Dundalk for the second last game of the season. And then you've Shamrock Rovers. Yeah, Yeah, and there's a very very tough run in there yeah, very tough that run is, in that three. is
0: probably the that's probably the word the hardest run in they, they could look at isn't it really
2: they, like yeah like they are playing the two teams that are below them out of those eight games but there's six tough games there um, like even like Waterford there's been talks about Rennie uh, in Waterford lately whether he'd be getting the chop because Waterford hadn't been playing so well but uh, he got a win last week Um and that seemed, or I think maybe it was two weeks ago. That seemed to kind of help help him. But again, they they lost in their last game. Drew lost before they they won that last game. So uh, Waterford's going to be tough. Then you've Sligo Rovers again. Um, you've both Shamrock Rovers and Dundalk. It's a uh, it's it's a real tough run yeah, in. You're you know, going up. I've,
0: you're going further up the table each time with each one of those games. So it's it's it's, yeah. it's, it's actually. You know, it's it, it's literally a mountain to climb because they're going up and up and up each time.
2: Yeah, it's, and like, Shamrock Rovers are going to be looking for points possibly at that stage to try. And it depends, like, as I mentioned, there is, I think, Shamrock Rovers have eight games as well, whereas Dundalk have nine games left. There could be a possibility that, you know, Shamrock Rovers could be vying for that uh, top spot. Derry City aren't a whole pile behind either, as are Bowls. So it really it's, yeah it's a tough uh, lead into the end of the season and uh, you'd be hoping you'd be hoping that they would uh, come out of it with uh, with a couple of wins there because they do need them just to just to kick on and, and, and a good cup run as well yeah, which is very important cup too. run is very important for Europe yeah exactly um, they really need that yeah but so they, they have to put in serious performances in two competitions. Really, yeah, and you see, that's it because they're going to be
0: looking at Europe as well and saying, well, that's yeah. equally on the horizon and something we want to look at. And like you say, is the squad going to be stretched a bit across the two yeah. then? And how are they, how is John Cotter going to manage that as well, you know?
2: Yeah, um, and you know, it's not even just about playing in Europe. It's uh, the money. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because Cork have had that for, Cork City have had that for the last few years. And that's going to be a big gap to plug next year we'll say in terms of cash flow and that if you, if you don't have uh, that type of money coming in um, but look, we we'll just have to wait and see but anyway, uh, we're going to talk uh, MMA now and over the next few weeks we'll be profiling uh, fighters from MMA uh, core club in Blackpool uh, Rory called up to the club and spoke up uh, to up and coming fighter John Mitchell about his plans in the sport and uh, first how he got into it <laughs>
5: Yeah, so uh, I saw this Thai boxing event before and then I, I found that really enjoyable. So I came up to the gym, just I found a random gym, the first one that came into Google search. I happened to meet Aaron Maguire outside, and the rest is history. That was literally there. it. That was literally, was <laughs> was literally the first fellow I was chatting to him, and I was like, I didn't even know there was jiu jitsu in the Thai box gym I went to. And I was talking to him, and he said he'd do MMA, like or MMA gym started with myself, Jack, Aaron. And this other fellow Jack, and now um, it's just become what it is now. It's a proper great gym.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, and what was it about that? Like MMA, that kind of stuck with you. And made you stick with it. Uh, do you know, I just just like a lot of people. Like I started watching the MMA fights. You, know, Conor McGregor, obviously was mm-hmm. his mediocre rise. It was like hugely trendy when I was coming up to it. Like and it still is. You played other sports and stuff before that? Yeah, it's actually mad enough. I was on, um, I went to the World Championships for rowing. Mm. Yeah, and I went to the European Championships for rowing, and I was in the Irish team all the way up and kind of thinking maybe I'd go to the Olympics and stuff then, but then I thought, do you know, instead I'd just uh, try something completely different, like, because mm. I could see like the ship was passing for like some t- type of fighting sport, and I always wanted to do that. Was the training though for rowing, did that kind of stand you when you went into MMA, like, cardio wise, and even thinking like? No, 100%. Like, I in rowing you were tra- I was training 10 times a week since I was about 14 and at MMA I'm training 10 times a week still like so mm-hmm. it actually didn't although they're completely different like I've always been competing since I was young you know at a high level and it's the exact same really. How many fights have you had now? Um, in MMA I've had 13 fights and then I've had a good few boxing fights and a good few Thai fights as well. Mm. Any one in particular stand out? Um, no all, all of them all of them are different like like uh, my first title that I won in MMA was a big one you know and my third title in MMA one was also a big one so <laughs> I mean like um,
0: did you get nervous like before your first fight Do you still get
5: nervous before fights? oh yeah definitely like you, know, you always get nervous because it's not a natural thing to go into a, like do you ever hear that thing if you're getting nervous then imagine everyone else in their jocks mm-hmm. imagine how you're in your jocks and someone's going to punch you <laughs> in the face like and everyone's watching you do you know what I mean so like <laughs> yeah. you know, if you weren't getting nervous there's something seriously wrong with you so yeah yeah, yeah. has it gotten easier though ah oh, definitely like you know, the first time you work there is stark contrast to the 13th time you walk in there it's mm-hmm. just what you do with the nerves. What's the next fight now? Uh, so my next fight is Kenny on and Akuma Fighting Championships in Belfast. So like, Kenny's one of the best fighters in the UK and Ireland, and one of the best in Europe as well, people are saying. So, and we've already fought before. So, How did that go? Uh, I won that fight, but there'll be no need for children for this fight, hopefully. <laughs> Certainly <laughs> not.
0: Um, so you obviously know an awful lot about him, so?
5: Yeah, I know a lot about him. He's actually a nice guy and everything, like, but we won't be nice to each other for nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I What's your kind of plans for the sport overall? yeah so I'm definitely going to be going pro soon and like just when I started as an amateur no one really knew myself for Jack and now like we've both been dominant in Ireland for three years I mean we've nearly all the belts no one's been me in Ireland ever like in MMA so do the same in pro get on to those big promotions and you show represent Cork and all that so. yeah Bellatorial I'd imagine is under I, but Bellatorial UFC like sky's the limit here you know and just like when I started as amateur you know, people didn't think I'd win a, maybe win a title I have three of them now you know and same for pro the exact same I think and to be signed with a fighter management company like Alpha is a huge help. Ah, huge help! You know, like, uh, do you know where the he's the brains where we're on, I suppose.
0: <laughs> but I'm I mean, it just like helps, like because it like, kind of, I suppose, it lets you kind of ignore all that behind the scenes stuff and just concentrate on training
5: and fighting. Oh, definitely, Alec. Already Barry's done a huge amount of us stuff that we definitely won't be doing ourselves. So it's massive help. All right. So best luck. Thanks very much. Thanks, much.